0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, natural language data analytics with special guest Steve Wasik, CEO and founder of InfoSentience. Steve, welcome to the show. Darren, thanks so much for having me. Hey, we had a fascinating conversation, um, when was it, three or four weeks ago? You showed Mm -hmm. me some of the tech you guys are doing, very fascinating stuff. I got to hear a little bit about your background. I think it's an interesting, fascinating background. I want you to tell our audience a little bit uh, where you came from and and why you're doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so I'm a tech founder and uh, generally, I think, to have taken the technical lead within my company, But i have sort of a weird background for that because i I started out uh well i I was an english major i I was actually at the university of hawaii and i was trying to be a screenwriter and was in hollywood for a few years and then uh i ended up going to law school and was in law school at uh, northwestern in chicago and in my third year i had this sort of completely random idea for fantasy sports uh for a product for fantasy sports that uh just became sort of my overwhelming passion. Uh, and so I worked on uh, this this app basically when I was um, finishing up law school. And after I graduated, I raised some money and started this company and uh, ended up having to sort of, in some ways, learn how to be a programmer. I, I took programming in high school and really liked it and kind of kept up on it, but um, I certainly wasn't any good. Um, and so uh, definitely was a, a bit of a, a rough, rough uh, road to do that. But I think that, uh, and we'll talk more about my company later, but I think that the the space that I was in, in terms of, you know, innovating was was new enough that there wasn't really any benefit to kind of having a technical background, uh, at least within, within the innovation space, because it was all brand new. And, so, and in some ways, having a, an English background and having a, a legal background, which is a lot about logical rules and relationships and things like that, I think really helped me out. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a, a different path, I think for, for a technical founder at least. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm still here. So wasn't that
0: bad. <laughs> well, you're, you're every computer scientist's worst nightmare. I'll just tell you that right up front.
1: I'm, yeah, how I'm so? a
0: software engineer. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you guys drive us crazy cause you got all these crazy ideas and you know, you could figure out how to do it. And those computer scientists were like going, no, you can't do that. But yeah. you, but you do it right, yeah. And then, and then you drag people along, and they go, "All right, we can fix this up." I, I love when people do cross domain type yeah. stuff because you bring new ideas. Um, you have that diversity that that brings it into the field. And when I saw your stuff, I could tell, I could tell there was a different mind behind it. Right, M- meaning yeah. it was more, and, and we'll get to that later. But it it was more. Um, User friendly, which is a big problem for a lot of technical people. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't do things user friendly. Says, well, you got to learn how to use the tool. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: I think it was a, a bit difficult for my first employee, who was trained, you know, in computer science, um, because I had ideas, and looking back on them, a lot of times they really were the correct idea, right? Like, I they were coming from this place of having struggled within the field that I was working with, which is which is natural language generation, and kind of understanding where the wrong turns were. And so I was like, Hey, we got to do it this way. But it was also that package was also coming along with like, I don't know what a dictionary is. So I'm just using arrays and some sort of weird, you know, so it's like hard for him to be like, how could this possibly be the right solution? Because the syntax is so stupid, you know, like that I, it's almost like you get this challenge if somebody's, if, if somebody's like talking in a second language, you know, and it's like, they can be brilliant, but they're having trouble with, it's hard to figure out, yeah, with the actual language, communication. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. So I think that that was some struggle struggles for us when we were starting off of him just kind of being like, I, I don't think this is right, you know? And so <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a, well, something see, we Well, see, I through.
0: told you, you're, yeah. you're, you're a software engineer's worst nightmare because you push us outside of our boundaries Yeah, and we all get stuck in our boxes. And I, I love how you pushed outside of the box on, on, on this. When you showed me the product, I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Thank you. That's that's really clever. Pushing way way beyond what us computer scientists think about. Uh, so let's talk about the problem space. For, first off, you said fantasy sports yeah. specifically. If you're in Chicago, it's got to be baseball. Uh,
1: it was actually oh, football. football. Sorry, it, oh, it, was, it football. was actually okay, football. Right. Yeah, because I was I was just in a fantasy sports league uh, in in law school, and you know I was really busy, and I was just kind of like, man, I don't even know what's going on with my own team let alone like what's going on in the league and I was like boy it'd be really cool if there was a way to kind of like provide coverage like you know unique interesting information about my league just like you follow real sports you know like where you have pictures and headlines and here's the top stories and what's going on and insight and bringing in like the really cool context of like wow you know like this team got blown out by 30 points in the playoffs you know last year and now they blew them out by even more you know in this game you know and it's a big revenge game or something like that that's what makes sports actually interesting right is all the context and the the stories behind the stats not just necessarily the game itself i mean you you know this from watching if you're watching a sports game where you don't know the teams and you have no rooting interest or any context it's like it's usually pretty boring you know unless you're just an absolute fanatic for a sport if you just drop in you know, to a game, it's not that interesting. So um, so that was my idea. And I started working on it while I was still in school. And as I started solving a lot of the challenges that, that came along with actually getting really good content, cause I started off just kind of doing like a Mad Lib and like, oh, okay, here's who won and here's who lost. Then I was like, oh, let's try to add some more interesting pieces. Um, it, it was really a challenge to start thinking like, oh, you have to deal with sort of repetition. We could talk about maybe more of that later, but like, there's a lot of difficulties in creating a really uh, in-depth, long piece of text that's completely fluid in terms of like what it can cover and how it can fit together and everything else. And as I started solving those challenges, I started realizing, hey, actually, this is more than just like a fantasy sports thing. This is, this is a, a general sort of analytical engine and synthesis engine. And uh, and so that started me on the path of being like, oh, okay, I actually want to start a company around this because I thought I, I was really compelled by the idea.
0: So so um, let, let let me um, reiterate. What I think I heard you say you took a lot of statistics and lots of information about about the lead, about your team mm-hmm. first, and you and you wrote it in um, something that you could easily read. Yeah. Right. Instead of looking at graphs and think because a lot but people even though we think we we get a lot of context from pictures we get some context from pictures it's the written word or the or someone speaking to you where you really um hear the emotion you hear all all the things involved in it um so that's what you did was you wrote something that was easy to read not normal computer generated <laughs> stuff yeah. like numbers and you yeah. know player with number no no one's going to read that right that just yeah. So I thought that was pretty ingenious. Yeah, I think
1: you know t- to your to your point about even graphs, charts, um, you still have to tell the story in your head, right? Like you have to see yeah. a line and it's going down, and then there's something in your head that has to say that's going down, right? Like you have to translate that, right? And um, and that's the the beauty of a story is that you don't, right? Like if it, if 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 when we talk about good writing we're really talking about something that allows us to understand the information as opposed to analyze the information. When you're reading something that's really well-written, it's it's just like, it's giving you everything you need to actually think about uh, about what's happening, right? And not have to come up with what's happening. And even charts and graphs, and certainly if you have like a row of, of numbers in a, in a, in a yeah, table or something, you gotta do the whole thing. Okay, what's going on here? How does that fit into what's happened in the past or what's happening? you know, I'm looking at the West Coast information, how does this fit into like the East Coast or our overseas stuff or whatever it is that you're looking at. If, If it's just numbers, you've got to tell the whole story and then you have to think about it, right? Whereas if it's written, you could just say, here's everything you need to know. And then you as a decision maker can then, you know, run with that.
0: So, so that's that's really interesting. I love how you said well written provides the whole story and, and color all in one. When you said that, I thought of some poetry that needs a lot of an, an analysis that we had to do in high school. And college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me down that road. That'd be kind of funny though. Could you imagine if if um, your analysis spit out haikus?
1: And- <laughs> we could do it. Hey, work for hire. So if somebody wants uh, their their, uh business intelligence and haiku format you know we'll give it a
0: shot <laughs> or you know or uh i imic pentameter yeah, right all all be, the son- sonnets that uh that'd be tricky but yeah that, that'd be pretty funny so all right so the the written word in conjunction with graphs because you guys have oh, graphs yeah. mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. In, in, in your stuff um so you're doing the analysis, yes. Okay. So, um, we, we all know AI needs a lot of data in order to understand other data, right? Mm-hmm. So how are you training your, your, uh, analytics engine and all right, you've done it for sports. Is it a general, um, analytics engine that I can run against anything now? And then how do I have context, all that stuff? So, yeah,
1: that, that, that's a good two-part question. Cause they both relate to each other. So, we don't really train it in the sense that it's not like an LLM. It's not probabilistic. We model
0: Okay, it. so it's not it's not a large language model like a chat GPT or BARD or any of those. This is a different AI. Yes. Um,
1: yes, we use what we call conceptual automata, which is all about breaking apart an event or story or interesting fact into its constituent. Parts. So I'll use an example from from uh, sports to start. Like if you say, All right, we know what a team is, right? You have this idea of what a team is, and you can add okay. all these sort of characteristics to it. Um, and we can say that it's sort of similar to an organization or it's made up of players. You can look at all these, the subcomponents, everything else. But then you can also have an idea of a team winning a game and what that means, right? And it might mean different things for different sports, right? But you can just have a general concept of a team winning a game. And then you can also have a general concept of a streak. Right, which is just a series of events that happen over time, right? Okay. And then if you put those all together, you can have this idea of a team on a winning streak, right? So you, you put them all together. And now in our system, that when that when all those things come together, everything else in the system can relate to it because it understands its subcomponents, right? So it understands all the things that it's made of. Because as you get more and more complicated, you can't have like a bunch of if then statements or templates or anything else that's gonna oh, fall yeah, apart. Of instantly. So you have to be able to have, have, you know, the intelligence embedded on these subcomponents and give it the intelligence to be able to combine with other things. So even you could say like, all right, they were on a winning streak and then they lost this game. Well, that's a broken winning streak, right? So it's like, and then that can fit into a narrative, but you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't say that, right. You can't say, Hey, they, you know, were on a winning, you know, they were on a winning streak, then they lost talk about that game and then say, Hey, you know, they, they actually won last game. And that was the third straight game that they'd won. Right. Even though those are two different things, Hey, they won three straight games and that they, you know, as of last week, right. Or they, they broke a winning streak of three games this week. Right. Like those are two separate stories in the system. If you were to build them out individually. So, and that's just a small example, but there's a things like that, where it's like, you have subcomponents." of stories. You have stories that are very clearly related to each other or in, or even in opposition of each other, such that like, if this, this sentence follows something that's negative, right. And now it's positive. You might have to have a little transition. Like that said, you know, they are, you know, doing great in this other stat or something else like that. Or, you know, that's, that said, they do have their leading score coming back, you know, so that might change it, right? Like everything relates to each other and human beings. This is you know, our superpower is being able to just have all these conceptual.
0: Yeah, to understand the relationship. Everything,
1: the right? Right. right? We just awesome. slot it right in, right? But that's something that traditionally computers have struggled with. And so our system, you know, can can now handle that in ways that are that, that allows like really in-depth, complicated narratives to come together um, in ways that are not templated. We, we, we are not like a Mad Libs company. Like we are a, a, an AI company and the good news is that you know that makes it really flexible and powerful the bad news is we can't just apply it to everything right out of the box okay like if you're talking about sports or you're talking about the stock market it's like our system definitely does both like we have a stock stock product commodity product marketing stuff healthcare stuff we're in all the verticals basically um and we can't just sort of jump into a brand new data set a brand new analytical question essentially and have it ready to go. However, uh, there's a good chance that you care about things like something being on a streak or something being on a trend or something, you know, moving a big, you know, amount this way. And then the other way, those concepts are already in there.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So the concepts translate, but the context.
1: Yes. Is different for the different different vertical. Yes. Yes. So
0: that's, that's where you need, you have professional services come in to your, to your company. Um, and, and 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 help, you know, uh, establish the context for, for the data that you're working on? How does that work? Typically, we just work with our clients,
1: right? And, and usually, okay. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're working with somebody, there already is writing on the topic, right? Like sometimes they're doing manual reports. And so you can just look to see like, okay, what do they care about? You know, what is the jargon that they use? What is, you know, what are the types of um, things that they talk about together or that, you know, tend to step on each other, all these different things. You can, you can get a pretty good sense or something like sports where I'm, you know, I'm a sports fan. Some of the other, my employees are, so we already know that same thing with stocks. You're like we have a pretty good idea with that, but there are some use cases for sure, where we just need to talk to the client and just basically interview them about what is it that you care about? Do you have any examples? And then we take that and then use that to, to create the content.
0: Okay, so there is some. Uh, th- this is really when I heard you talking, I said, "Wait, AI is a lot of a lot of English majors. I, I have a lot of friends that teach at university in English. AI is kind of scaring them a little bit, right? yeah. Because right, and yeah. even even writers are having a hard time. And the strike, um, the strike in Hollywood with, and I mean that's dear to your heart a little bit, right? Because yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, that. But what what I heard you said was. Your understanding of the English language and and your um, training as a lawyer helps you understand language really well, and how how we understand language and that's the foundation of what you've developed here is, you know how how concepts relate to each other in language. It's I think it's brilliant, right? Because you found a new branch of where English. Um, English majors and, and writers can go. And that is to help AIs become even more, um, cognizant of the way that we think, Mm -hmm. which I think is brilliant. Another question around this, how flexible is, um, the tool that I can, I can tune it myself, or do I need you guys to help me tune it for my, uh, my special case? Cause I, I can tell you from my experience talking to customers, they all think they're special. They all think that, uh, no one's ever done anything like we're, we're doing. Okay. 80% of it is the same, but that 20% or maybe even 5%, they want something special. So how easy is it for me? Um, in my company to do or do I need to sit down with one of your guys to, to really um, configure the model or configure uh, the AI to do what I want to do?
1: Yeah, it, we don't have an enterprise version, so you definitely have to talk to us. And uh, okay. I will, if you're out there, I will definitely make you feel special because I will say all of our clients really are their own unique unicorns when it comes to their data, like no matter what, like even if it's a similar data type of thing that we've had in the past, there's always... And I think that this is actually one of the fundamental problems of, of data analysis that's out there right now is that it's really hard to have a sort of one size fits all structure for any data, because once you do that, then you, you kind of cut off a lot of the unique parts of, you know, like, because it's like, let's say you have a a company, I should literally was just talking to somebody uh, last week about this exact issue where they have a bunch of different manufacturing plants, right? And they have a bunch of different sort of data structures in their manufacturing plants, right? Where it's like, oh, sometimes they refer to it as an error and other people, they have it sort of broken down. And other times it's like, well, is this really an error? It's sort of, it's like it had to go back on the line, but then it got fixed. So that's kind of a somewhat, you know, it's like, there's all these different things. And it's like, if if you're trying to say, okay, let's just synthesize, let's just have a standard data set. Well, now all these manufacturing plants, which are all a little bit different and doing different things, they all have to put their information into this standardized set, which is difficult enough in one moment, but then they're constantly going to be changing and adding things and switching things out. And now they're either going to just not be able to add that data, right? Or they're going to, you know, they're just, they're going to try to wedge it in or something. It's like, you need a system that understands that, that things are flexible, right? And so that's what kind of okay. our system does. And that's why we have to sort of do it on our own a little bit is because there, it takes a lot of training essentially to understand how to like pull out the commonalities, how to put things into a, an ontology essentially, um, and then also how to get that into our system so that can do the analysis. So it, it's- So a you guys
0: out. actually embrace, you you embrace the variability in the data, mm-hmm. right? And yes. then you, you can normalize that with context, which I think yes. is which is really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I love the story of the manufacturing because you're right. As long as there's humans involved and not just humans, but also machines that come from different vendors, Mm -hmm. the data is going to be different. What is an error in one manufacturing plant is very different than in another manufacturing plant.
1: But at the same time, if you're running all the manufacturing plants, you want to be able to have a report that maybe tells you like, yeah, errors are up. Right. But like, what does that mean? You know, you might be able to have, Something where yeah, all these are like a type of error, and so we can have a number that says here's an error. While at the same time, if that manager wants to look at the information the way they want to look at it, right? Which is like, well, we have like redos and we have like partial errors or whatever it is. They can still see the breakdown as they see it, right? So it's like because we can do this as human beings. Like if we we're as a human being and we're looking at the way that they set up, you know, this one manufacturing set plant sets up their data. It, it's no problem for us to understand. Oh, these are all types of errors, right? Like it's easy, you know. And if some right, other manufacturing right. plant, they have a few different things. That's easy for us as human beings. So, so it's definitely possible, and and that's what we. That's sort of what's driven us. Is like, well, this is definitely solvable because human beings go around and do it all the time, and we don't like, you know, have our brains explode. And say, ah, it does not compute, or like this thing is <laughs> this one was capitalized and this one wasn't, so now it's all broke. It's like that's not how human beings work. And so it's definitely possible to do it that way and that's what we've we've endeavored to do
0: uh so pretty cool so the the verticals starting in sports you move to financials now you're moving into manufacturing oh, uh, as well what what are the what are the key verticals that you guys have have ta- uh approached or attacked yeah system?
1: basically uh yeah sports um we we do have a medical product uh just just one right now um we have a, a couple different financial products and um, we've done uh, retail stuff, uh, marketing stuff, like like analyzing marketing campaigns. Uh, really, you know, our, our, our system can be applied to anything, but from a practical standpoint, we really need something that's pretty complex in terms of what somebody needs to read, right? So I always use the example, if, if you're talking about, all right, I'm, from, I'm in Indiana, if the Colts are playing the Titans, and all you care about is who won, then you don't need our system, right? Cause you could just see it was 30 yeah, to 20. won? Yeah, that's that. If you wanna know what happened, well, that's a huge complicated question because there were thousands of things that happened in the game and there's literally millions of ways you can contextualize all of those, right? And so if you're trying to say like, give me five paragraphs to know what happened, you need a really sophisticated synthesis, right? Of the data. And that's a lot of the times businesses you know, maybe they have a lot of data, but really they only care about sort of like three metrics and then, and then they're good to go. So that's, they don't need us. So if you have something that's complicated and then also have something that's a pretty big scale, because it does, because we are modeling the stuff on our own, because we do have to sort of set up a data ingestion plan, a distribution plan, like these things take time. And so it really only makes sense for us to do it if, if it's going to be a pretty wide scale, but a lot of times big companies have that, right? So it's not just, Hey, we oh, want yeah. a sales report every quarter, but actually we want everybody on our sales team to be getting a report every week detailing what's happening and how it fits into, you know, the larger sales figures and and all these different things. Um, If you need something like that, then that's a situation where, you know, we could be very helpful.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the engagement model a little bit. So if I engage with you guys, your team interviews us, it's, it's an engagement, right? How long does it take uh, from the time that I say, all right, Steve, we want to do this at Intel to look at all of our manufacturing plants and all that stuff, right? And so what's that look like? How long does that take to to? Uh, typically, I know it's going to be unique yeah. for every customer, but are we talking a year oh, engagement? No, no, no. A I mean, week three, engagement? Uh, yeah, three th- months?
1: Three to six months, probably. Three to six, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From like start, so start to finish, yeah.
0: And you guys get right down deep in our data talk to us right it's a collaborative thing right
1: yeah but i i it's pretty rare that anybody has to spend that much time um okay. because usually it's i mean i would say two to three hours tops you know to get us started um and then maybe you know another few hours as we iterate you know but it's not like it's not like we have to sit down and talk because it's like usually it's pretty straightforward in terms of of what we're looking at like we, we have a, a sense of like in general okay you care about this going up or down or these subcomponents right. and then it's and so it doesn't usually take that long to sort of figure out the peculiarities right of of your particular needs and 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 that so I don't want to give people the impression that they're going to be like uh, having to sort of like train us in whatever uh, system they gotcha. have. It's sure, usually you just have
0: data experts. You guys understand data already. Yeah. So.
1: And usually it's pretty clear, more or less, what they're interested in. And so it's it's more about just understanding the subtleties, right? Even some of the, the the jargon, the language, understanding, you know, just how long they want the report, who they want to target it towards. I mean, things like that. But it's not like a whole... Uh, you know, multi-day session or something to, to get us to know
0: what to do. Also, you, you mentioned um, uh, reports, right? Because, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to understand your data mm-hmm. in a textual and graphical form because you have, you know, they're both. Um, how how often can i see can i see, get that information in real time or are they generated reports i mean what how is it you, you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean scale is not a problem for us in any way right like whether that's number of reports or timing for instance you know the the fantasy product that we do with cbs sports you know that's regularly producing more than a million articles a week um, oh wow. you know, That are going out to folks, and and a lot of those are even produced in a short period of time. So, we're like, we're literally producing you know hundreds of thousands an hour at points, um, and we could go faster if we needed to. So,
0: so um, I could do real time. I could do real time information.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a, a product that we're doing with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, which is I think you saw the demo that we have. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But that we're bringing that that wide uh, to the public. So basically, we're creating a, a website for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange that covers every single commodity in their system in real time. And so it's going to be a a very different way, I think, to get information because people typically, when you're on a website, it's like you have stories, right, that somebody wrote, and maybe those stories are three hours old or four hours old, you know, they kind of have a crawl, right? And in the financial space, it's like, oh, sometimes those are accurate, sometimes they're not. Um, And, you know, I think it's going to be very different Sort of looking at this website because you're going to have this huge amount of content and videos and, and charts and everything on every single topic. Except it's just pretty much like now. This is all the information right now. And if something changes, the headline's going to change. And whenever you log on, um, that's what's going to be there. And you can even uh, put in your preferences in terms of like the types of things that you care about, like the commodities or the types of metrics, even and like. All of it's gonna change for you. So it's like these are your so it's customized
0: for, for me what I'm looking for. Yes. Specifically. So that, that's pretty cool. It's not a static report. And one thing you showed me, I remember I thought was really cool. I have a story in front of me. It's generated based off of my preferences. And then I can highlight you know something in the text. I said this is really interesting. I can highlight that. It'll show it on the graph that matches it yeah. and then I can click on it and get another story based off of that small amount of data that I said, yeah, I'm really interested in this part of the story click and details in story format. Again, I, that drill down capability to me is, is brilliant, right? Cause I can now traverse my data, um, really in story form, which is right, yeah. fascinating because the analysis is happening on the fly. Um, to me, this, this is really about the interface. I know, I know all the cool technology behind it's making it available. Yeah. But when we talk about um, the real win on this, yeah. to me, is that you guys are interfacing with a human instead of a human learning how to interface with the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very the opposite. And I, th- I think we're moving in that direction in a lot of other AI, which to me is fascinating.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think that we have had such a greater response to the, the demo because of that, even though the technology isn't necessarily that much better than it was before when it was just the stories, because now people can really see intuitively like, oh, this is what's happening. This is the flexibility. This is the power behind it in ways that just saying, oh, here, read this report that we did on fantasy sports and then read this report that we did on stocks and read, you know, it's like people are like, oh, cool. But like when they actually get to like choose your own adventure essentially through your data. Uh, it's, it's powerful in a way that, that isn't, wasn't there before.
0: I love that. Choose your own adventure through your data. Yeah. That's the tagline. That's the tagline. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think, it, I think it's pretty brilliant, frankly. Um, cause we've seen data marts before and in some respects, this is kind of like a data mart. Mm-hmm. um, where I've set the data up so I can easily traverse it. As long as I have a PhD in data science, right? Right. As long as I understand the data. And what you've done is you've, you've delivered the data to um, professionals that don't have to understand the Mm -hmm. data, but maybe understand their, their context, whether it's fantasy sports or commodity, uh, commodity Mm -hmm. exchange. Right. To me, that one, that one's brilliant, right? I can look and see, I get my story. I'm really interested in oranges. So I'm going to drill down in, Hey, the orange market's doing, I'm going to drill down in there and maybe it gets me to some data on forecasting for Mm -hmm. the winter, this winter, whatever the case may be, it's all right at my fingertips, which Mm -hmm. I think is uh, uh, something unique that you guys bring to the table.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We, we, we think it's pretty cool. And we think when people get to actually do it on their own, um, that uh, there'll be a pretty good response because this this is going to be basically public. You have to have like a CME account, which is free to sign up for. So um, yeah, and, and being able to drill down. Again, I, I'll i just uh, caveat a little bit that like because it's a, a sort of public website that's not supported by an individual processor, you can't necessarily drill down anywhere you want to go, but there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a fair amount of that, like, a, like all the kind of like typical bases that somebody would be interested in are going to be covered, and sort of pre built, so that when they want more information on a topic, it's like, Oh, we already wrote that. Here's your web page. You essentially
0: really want it. to yeah, there's yeah. yeah,
1: except that it's rewritten every, you know, five, 10 minutes, right. So it's like every time, and again, with various preferences and all sorts of other things. So it's like, depending on what you're interested in, it's like that article is essentially waiting for you. Um, but then if we if we had a, a client that was uh, wanting to have this supported in terms of like the total free freedom version, they can get that too, because then we just sort of generate it, actually generate the content on, generate
0: it. on the fly then. Um, so um, real quick, how do people find out more about it? Where where do they get information uh, you know, uh, about, uh, your company and your products.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, my company's name is Infosentience. Uh, I don't think we mentioned that. So I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, obviously yeah, I'm very yeah. bad at marketing. Uh, but, uh, no Infosentience. Well, I'm super bad cause that's not even a very good name, but it, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, so Infosentience is, is our website. Uh, my name's Steve Wasik. I'm on LinkedIn. So people can follow me on LinkedIn. I try to do, uh, uh some posts about natural language generation and things like that. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, you can just go on there and request a demo or reach out to, to me through LinkedIn. Um, but, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we still have lots of fun things I think we're, we're going to be doing uh, yeah, in a lot of different it's verticals. Exciting. Yeah, so it's, I think if people, I'd love, to uh, you know, every time I, I give the demo, I think I told you this, you know, and I asked you, I said, hey, have you ever seen anything like this? Right. And everybody said no. Like, nobody's like, oh, yeah, this is like what so and so is doing or like, oh, it's, the, it's no. Like, it's, no it's everybody always unique. just says, no, I haven't seen anything like this. Um, and we, we, we built all the technology up ourselves. We're not using anybody else's technology anywhere other than, I mean, we use HTML5, right? But like, that's about, you know, like we use HTML, but that's about it. Um, so everything else and, is our this
0: runs. This, this can run on-prem and in the cloud. Not a yeah. problem. I can run it anywhere, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can run it anywhere and, and we deliver anywhere and the, the data again, because we have to kind of model it, right? Like. It doesn't matter what structure your data is in. Like, we never tell our clients, like, oh, hey, like, you got to put these things in order and these things. Are. It's just like, just give us access and then we hit it and then we put it into our ontology, essentially. So you can
0: do structured, unstructured data. It doesn't matter.
1: Oh, the un- it has to be structured. Yeah. So that's one okay, thing. Okay. So, it has to so be structured, it okay, to be structured, structured data. But okay. it's like you can have 10 different silos. And again, it's like, oh, this manufacturing plant, they do this and this one, they use that. I mean, okay, that, that adds some complexity to the project, but. But we deal with that again, because we want like the, the reason that it's typically in a different format or in a different structure is because it's actually different, right? Like sometimes, yeah, it's like the field name is the same or, or it's like just a field name. But most of the time, the reason that like the structure of the data is different here than here is because there's actually something different going on.
0: See, that, that's a very different approach than most data scientists use. Most data scientists come in and say, I need to clean and curate all my data it all needs to be normalized and what you're saying is embrace the variability understand why it's mm-hmm. there and and use it yes. which I think is brilliant so Steve this has been fascinating uh, to learn more about uh, you and your and your uh, company um, thanks for coming on the show
1: Darren thanks so much for having me this is a, this is a fun
0: talk all right I think that's a take. Thank you for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it five stars on your favorite podcasting site or YouTube channel. You can find out more information about Embracing Digital Transformation at embracingdigital.org. Until next time, go out and do something wonderful.